0: box okay this is fuse box number 192 peacekeeper oh and you might want to rethink the whole damn thing
1: yeah you got one when virtually the entire world thinks, this is a real bad idea, Vlad. Hello, friends, and uh, welcome in to this, the 192nd edition of Fusebox, avariciously entitled Peacekeeper. And yeah, once again, be ever mindful of that spelling.
0: Yeah, we do that a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. I'm your truth-seeking micro-missile with active whiteners post, Mark Rose, and uh, over there. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> well, dressed in uh, blue and uh, yellow stripes. Now, yeah. the high pooba of the pan control, Milk Canes, everybody. Well, thank you kindly. Uh, you know, I get the feeling that uh, you're showing support for uh, our friends in Ukraine with all the color coordination going on there.
0: Uh, nah, it's just the only thing
1: Oh, well, great.
0: No, of course it is. Man, this is just batshit crazy.
1: You know, and and I asked myself, do you think it was because Vlad was living in such a uh, solitary condition for the past two years, you know, in that uh, 2,000-room mausoleum he has, that maybe he just snapped?
0: Yeah, I don't care. Is so far out of sync with the world the rest of us actually live in that I think he's going to regret these actions big time.
1: Now, wait, careful. We don't want to insult the weasels, Mr. Keynes. They are a highly influential subset of our vast interspecies audience. Uh. Duly noted. You know, uh, the first thing the diplomats point to is. Uh, well, you know, if he's if he's going to back out of this uh, war he started, it's got to look at least to him like he achieved some goal or uh, other than, of course, the complete alienation of the entire world, which is what he has done. You don't appease tyrants.
0: We just ask Mussolini how well that works out. Do you realize at this moment Switzerland has dropped its neutral status on this one? Even they think this is toad looking crazy. Yeah,
1: and, and France, too. They've uh, imposed some huge sanctions. They've uh, frozen billions and billions of dollars of assets, which <laughs> I'm sure will uh, have an effect.
0: Yeah, just hoping it's not a mushroom cloud-sized effect.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to go there. Nobody wins.
0: You know, I, I, I got to say, I always thought it was just a little odd that the two countries that have by far the most nukes on this planet Are the ones regulating everybody else
1: And that of course Would be the US And Russia
0: Yeah, yeah And I think the only thing that will come about From this this cocaine decision Is that Zelensky Will rightly become man of the year
1: Yeah, I'd say he's already that Probably man of the century
0: You know, the idea That at some point The actual Russian military may just say, yeah, no, these are our our ethnic relatives and just refuse to take part.
1: Well, not only ethnic relatives, right, but the actual heart of what became Russia. Russia actually started in Ukraine and spread out. Over uh, ensuing years So it's absolutely no wonder This thing is even more of an emotional uh, landmine Than a territorial dispute Even though uh, that does seem to be uh, another reason That uh, Vlad is looking to circumvent the area All this democracy at his doorstep Is clearly nerve-wracking And yeah, yeah, I've heard that notion too About the, uh, the military Just having a moment of clarity Actually heard that from uh, former CIA Director General David Petraeus He said that uh, these uh, urban wars, as they're called now Are very difficult to maintain and have an uncertain outcome at best And uh, that regardless of the size of the invading military
0: Yeah, these folks are not going to go down without a fight, bro it, It's pretty clear
1: No, no, they are not And it's absolutely inspiring to... To see uh, President Zelensky there, walking the walk, he's he's not going away or leaving the city at all.
0: Hell, the U.S. offered to help him evacuate, and he refused to go.
1: It makes me think too that it, it probably is the first time a war of this sort has been so intimately covered. You know, I mean, the whole social media thing's been here for quite a while now, but th- this this one has a different sort of optic. The world stands with Ukraine and uh, its uh, social media coverage is, uh, for the most part, overwhelmingly supportive of uh, the efforts there.
0: Unless you're an orange bloated ex-president who thinks Putin's philosophy is genius and that once they clear out all that toxic democracy over there, that it would be a great place to start a dictatorship or maybe a string of trump resorts.
1: Yes, and uh, hence the title of this episode uh, friends, peacekeeper. Keeping the peace for sure. A piece of northern Ukraine, a piece of southern Ukraine or oh heck. Let's just take one big piece, shall we? Yeah. Well, We uh, shall return and reconvene and do all of that stuff after a small reset. Have you no respect for wealth? None whatever.
0: The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. TheFuseBoxShow.com
1: We are back, friends. And uh, as we were talking about Ukraine there, you know, it reminded me... Of uh, another part of Eastern Europe that has been establishing itself, uh, uh, maybe quietly, but uh, as a cinematic resource for filmmakers all over the world for years now, and that's... uh, Uh, Bayonne, New Jersey? (laughs) No, although I'm sure they would be splendid if they were doing such a thing. No, no, I was thinking of Bulgaria.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh, the most uh, well-known filmmakers is uh, Sofia or Sofia. In the upper northwest of the country These folks have been quietly assisting the film community for years And uh, they rock, friends I'm gonna tell you They got one hell of a symphony orchestra there, too
0: You know, a lot of porn comes out of there
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it does, Mr. Keynes But as we know, it comes out of everywhere So
0: to speak
1: Yeah And uh, to your point, uh, this brings up another thing uh, Going back to uh, Russia, actually Did you know that the uh, folks that have channels on uh, OnlyFans that are based in Russia, they're not getting paid for their content at the moment, as their bank transactions have all been frozen. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not OnlyFans' fault. It's the sanctions being placed currently on that part of the world. Now, if you have a channel there and it's based in Russia, you're just out of luck uh, at grabbing your income. Well...
0: Now that kind of hurts
1: Yeah, as usual The people most affected by these rather unfortunate economic decisions Are the folks least able to absorb the fallout Well,
0: there's gotta be some sub-channel to get people their money, bro
1: Well, I'm sure there will be But, uh, you know, at present Folks are hurting Not only in this OnlyFans universe But can you imagine the supply chain calamity that's going to follow? The uh, worldwide clampdown on funds to Russia? I mean... Can't
0: they use some kind of uh, torn onion skin thing like you're always talking about? (laughs) Uh, That that dark web thing?
1: Well, they probably will go uh, some similar route. I mean, if it were me trying to get money to people, I'd probably try that for sure. Yeah, you're of course referring to the Tor browser, which is a... uh, Secure and anonymous platform designed originally for things exactly like this. Folks in countries that had uh, clamps placed on basic communication outside of their countries, they could use this browser and a thing called a dot onion format and reach out to people that uh, they would have otherwise be prohibited uh, from speaking to.
0: Then it what just turned into that place where you could hire a hitman or. Buy 11,000 pounds of coke?
1: Yes, as it will do, Mr. Keynes, of course My point was that we, we rarely see the personal impact it has on folks Who are not the most remotely connected to the problem But become unwitting casualties of it
0: I mean, what do you do, though?
1: Yeah, I know, I know
0: I mean, it's a war There's no comfortable solution Things get ugly, messy, and dead
1: Yeah, they do And I I wish I had an answer to that Um, Of course, it's going to have the effect it's designed to have Put a chokehold on Russia's economy But the casualties of that decision Will be uh, felt by virtually everybody in that country Many, if not most who uh, clearly don't support this invasion one bit.
0: Yeah, then then, there, of course, there's this whole refugee situation. Where does everybody go?
1: Well, I, I guess at the moment, like, Poland, uh, uh, Belarus, maybe? Wait,
0: well, you know, it's no secret. Putin has this harebrained idea to reinvent the Soviet Union. I mean, he was a KGB guy, after
1: all. Yeah, he was. And that is a horrible idea. And I'm sure the notion that all these nations... Are now NATO allies And that uh, democracy is spreading fast over there Is not exactly comforting to this cat Uh, His uh, oligarchy period is waning And not fast enough for me
0: Hell, we have a barge load of those idiots over here Still thinking guys like Pinochet had the right idea
1: And of course he is
0: Very dead
1: And Franco is
0: Very and quite dead
1: Yeah so there's that, uh, but uh, we uh, we digress there a bit, didn't we?
0: Shit happens, bro.
1: Yeah, it does indeed. And uh, you know, speaking of Beatles movies, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. Are we talking
0: about the uh, Bulgarian Beatles? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, no, I was. Or, or
0: maybe the ones on OnlyFans. Because those cats, now they're into some deep
1: shit No, 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 Mr. Keynes I was referring to the uh, latest entry in the Beatles uh, filmography The one produced by New Zealand filmmaker and all-around splendid chap Peter Jackson's Get Back Now
0: I know you have a, a bit of a thing for this flick, yeah?
1: Well, it's a long and tedious story kind of like watching somebody watch somebody play a video game kind of thing (laughs) 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 that I won't bore anyone with. But suffice to say that in uh, 1970, when Let It Be, the original film, hit theaters where I was living at the time, which was uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Mm -hmm. I went to the local theater there to see this thing. And I was, you know... Expecting a kind of Well, I don't know Help or Magical mystery tour Kind of thing But instead Got this highly charged And incredibly intimate Backstage look At the Beatles And their Creative process
0: Which traumatized you Forever And left you sweating And crying In a fetal state
1: (laughs) Well, no I, I, I was Totally obsessed With this peek Into their lives Now, I wasn't The biggest Beatles fan loved their music, of course, but wasn't an avid collector or anything like that. Although, although, I will say, I do remember buying Harrison's All Things Must Pass the day it was released. Hey, uh, were you standing out front of the record store waiting for it to open? Uh, yeah. Knew it. Yeah. I'd seen profiles of bands before... But uh, nothing like this thing. And, and I'll say, as far as uh, the, the let it be original film concerned, I have never seen that cut. The one I saw in that little theater in Ann Arbor, Michigan, never saw that particular cut ever again.
0: Yeah, that one had a real it's about Paul feel to me.
1: Yeah, to some degree it did. Yeah, but uh, but then, but then enter Peter Jackson. And this amazing cachet of footage that he had to work with some 60 hours of film from the uh, exact same sessions that became uh, the aforementioned film, Let It Be. And, uh, you know, as I was watching this thing, I, I saw a completely different vibe, a whole other reason for why attitudes were uh, the way they were at times and, uh, and, 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 under- and very understandably so.
0: Yeah, no, oh and this one uh, folks, you better uh, pack a lunch and a dinner and maybe a breakfast too Because this thing is long
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it is It's, it's uh, three parts and the first part is like three plus hours long And the second is two and change I think But you know what, if you were anything like me, you're hanging on every frame Seriously for me, not because of the personalities as much, although those those are incredibly entertaining, but but just watching the creative process in somebody else.
0: Yeah, I, I get that.
1: Yeah. It's utterly amazing. I mean, you can feel when things are clicking creatively, and then there are those bumps in the road. You
0: know, I'll tell you what I got from that, too.
1: Yeah? These
0: guys, they knew a lot of music. Yeah. I mean, every other scene, they're like, Vamping on some old blues tune Or classic rock and roll thing And, and then uh, even some ultra cheesy stuff From like the 40s and
1: 50s Yeah, they those cats they, they knew their musical history And because they formed that band as kids And I'm talking like 14 years old or younger They grew up together So there's this almost sibling-esque vibe Going on all the time That... Uh, the stuff like that vitriolic breakup crap that was in the press at the time um, was pure poot, friends. Oh, sure, there were creative crossroads the four of them uh, had, but uh, not to the degree that. Well, you
0: know, there's that bit in the second part, I think, where uh, Paul's actually reading some of that stuff aloud to the rest of the band and uh, doing some kind of corny narrator voice as he reads it.
1: <laughs> yeah, same as it ever was, right?
0: Copy that.
1: I mean, hey. When the facts don't fit the story that you uh, need to write, well, then just change the facts.
0: You know, even uh, Yoko Ono gets off easy in this thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she does. (laughs) However, she may have to atone later for other things. But for now... Oh, do
0: tell! You've been reading her email through
1: that dark onion skin torn browser thing? Only the spam, Mr. Keynes. Only the spam. (laughs) Seriously, though, this is an achievement. The the footage looks fabulous. I mean, it looks like it was shot an hour ago. Uh, So good, in fact, that you very quickly forget that it's 53 years ago. Well, I'll tell you what I dug, too. Do tell.
0: The guest stars that pop in. Or you know, or just in the background, and then you learn later who they were.
1: Oh yeah, Peter Sellers. Yeah,
0: Sellers. You know, he pops by for a visit. I thought that was really
1: cool. Yeah, well, and you know what? There's a very good reason for that. A uh, film adaptation of Terry Southern's immortal classic, The Magic Christian, was uh, filming also at uh, Twickenham Studios, right where the Beatles had uh, set up to shoot and uh, rehearse this uh, new album. As a matter of fact, as at one point in the proceedings, there—I uh, think this is in part two uh, as well—a uh, a set comes lumbering through the huge airplane hangar like studio doors. It's the uh, the hull of the ship, the Magic Christian. Actually,
0: you, know, you also get a quick shot or two of uh, tape operator, Alan Parsons.
1: Yes, yes, he of uh, famous producer status now. Uh, For one thing, mixing Dark Side of the Moon for Pink Floyd among his credits there And, uh, of course, the Alan Parsons project
0: Yeah, never a big fan of that stuff
1: But Billy Preston Oh, now
0: now that was a treat, bro Love that guy He just settled in on keys and everything just came together Oh, yeah, no pun intended
1: Yeah, and uh, that would be on their next album, Abbey Road Yeah, yeah, the lads, as they used to call them, right? The lads They uh, they met Preston back during their uh, Hamburg days Playing in those cramped and extremely sweaty clubs um, They point out in the film, too He was the keys guy for uh, Little Richard at that time
0: Yeah, I think he was one of the early folks on that uh, Apple label, too
1: Yes, he was Yes, he was And we uh, also get a shot of some advanced publicity for Miriam Hopkins' album as well <laughs> Did you catch that? Couldn't miss that
0: she was uh, how do the kids say, a
1: looker. Boy, howdy. You're right as rain, Mr. Keynes. <laughs> I know there's been, uh, been talk about a uh, hard release of this documentary on Blu-ray, and uh, reports have been pretty fanciful about uh, what that version would include. One report saying it would contain even more footage... <laughs> Which, I guess for some of us, it's just not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, it just becomes a
1: 379-disc set. Yeah, yeah, problematic. Heavy, too, you know? Oh, this is very cool. I'll just put this right here. Uh, in any event... I'm sure there will be one, despite uh, the naysayers that uh, physical media is dead. It still lives on.
0: Kind of like vinyl.
1: Kind of like vinyl.
0: Seriously, why does anything have to vanish anyway? There's always some geek out there who just loves, well, you know, eight-track wax cylinders or uh, barbed wire recorders.
1: Well, it's just the supply and demand thing is all, really. No demand, then the supply dries up. Or... Uh, gets immediately placed into a sharper image catalog. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, catch it if you can, folks. It's uh, running currently on Disney+, Plus, but I'm uh, confident there will be uh, other sources forthcoming.
0: Yeah, just uh, use your torn onion dark web weaver to find it.
1: Yes, friends, it's that time... Once again, when uh, we bravely go where sane mortals dread and the rest just look for bargains on plastic flamingos. (laughs) Dateline! Milton! Uh, anything you want to say about this city, Mr. Keynes? Uh, Something we should know? Uh,
0: no, absolutely
1: uh, no relation, bro. Yeah, just thought I'd ask. A uh, shirtless man was arrested in Milton after yelling at a group of school children and then fighting a tree.
0: Come fight me. Not looking too good there, Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: no, not at all. Uh, according to the arrest report. An officer was dispatched to a park in Milton regarding a man who was disturbing a group of children on a field trip. According to the teachers, the shirtless man's behavior was aggressive and erratic, yelling and frightening the kids. When the officer told the man to leave, he refused. He instead walked a few feet away and began fighting A tree, according to the police report. He was later arrested and banned from the park for one year. Or would he? Dateline, Kirkwood. A man was arrested after going on a rampage, stealing a car, and killing a family dog before being found hiding In a chicken coop Naked
0: Oh, brother
1: Yeah 25-year-old John Mean Was found naked Hiding in a chicken coop Near the town of Kirkwood The man allegedly Threatened the homeowner With an axe When he was confronted Yikes Yeah And uh, after a police investigation It was determined That Mean had abandoned A stolen car And fled into the woods Before ending up In the chicken coop The car, a 2016 Audi A5 Was found on Interstate 81 northbound And was facing the wrong direction Police determined the car was reported stolen from Sarasota Police also determined that Mean Had crashed the car after Quote, driving erratically He fled by hopping on the back of a pickup truck And then taking off into the nearby woods Later... That afternoon, police received a tip from a local homeowner after he found the man in his chicken coop. When the homeowner asked Mean what he was doing in his chicken coop, he told him he was killing his chickens. (laughs) He then picked up an axe and began chasing the homeowner. This time, a canine unit was dispatched to find Mean, and police received reports of a man matching Mean's description inside another chicken coop. This time, he was completely naked
0: Now, at this point, if I was a chicken, I'd be torqued off And maybe a little nervous
1: According to one witness, Mr. Keynes, he was in the run of the chicken coop Totally naked, covered with mud, and he was chasing the chickens It was totally bizarre He also allegedly stole a chicken and tried to hide under the deck of the home Mean was arrested and charged with a variety of felonies Including burglary, robbery, aggravated cruelty to animals And criminal possession of stolen property Dateline, Brevard County A man was arrested after amassing a collection of nearly 75 pool floats Which he stole to have sex with Oh no, not again, (laughs) Seems to be a pattern down there (laughs) 35 year old Christopher Monin said He stole the inflatables For sex Instead of raping women Um. (laughs) Well At least he's a responsible lunatic According to the Brevard Times Monin was stopped by Palm Bay police for suspicious Behavior The man was carrying a garbage bag full of Pool floats As you do Monin admitted to the police that he burglarized multiple homes for their pool floats And had a stash of nearly 75 of them He told police he, quote, sexually gratifies himself with them Instead of raping women He was arrested and charged with criminal mischief, burglary, and petty theft
0: You know... I don't know where to
1: put that one. In the file marked,
0: What the fuck, Florida? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> and on that flamingo shaped flotation device, we call it a show. But uh, not before thanking the utterly fabulous Nico Lane for IDs and proclamations herein. And thanks to the always-ready-for-a-good-chicken-coop story, the maestro of meters, Milt Canes, for technical assistance and so forth. True
0: Slice. And folks, if you're hearing this as a podcast, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to this thing, wherever you may have found it. Maybe uh, give us a 7 out of 4-star rating, too. That'd be great.
1: Now that would be truly grand. Our thoughts, as well, are to the gentle folks of Ukraine... And uh, we hope sincerely for a speedy end, diplomatically, to this thing. I have been your hermetically sealed to protect the freshness host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon.